Internet friends, and welcome back, I suppose, to Final Boss TV, your well and game rating show most of the time. That it's actually kind of bittersweet. That intro will be going away soon enough. We were trying to get it done before this season of the show started, but it's a lot to handle and do with that. But this is episode number 168, which some of you may know there's not many episodes that have happened in the past like half a year plus because of all the beta coverage and all that madness, but now you can start covering Battle for Azeroth, and I wanted to start right here with the World First show. And because one of the last shows I did in Legion, I was sitting down with Method, and today we are, of course, again doing just that. But I'm my name is Adam K. A. K. Bay. I will be your host this evening, of course, but I would not be sitting in this chair if it wasn't for these lovely nerds right there supporting the show on the credits tier on my Patreon page. If you want to support the show and get shouted out every, almost every single live show. And of course, the live streams, you can go head over right here. There it is. Because there's behind the scenes podcasts and more over there on the show's Patreon page. And those, of course, be rolling back out once the shows keep going. But enough about me and that and this stuff. Let me go hit all these buttons. Hopefully the show doesn't crash today. There's so much on my computer right now. But um, I'm sitting down with these guys again. Hello, gentlemen. Hello there. Hello. It's <laughs> <This is laughs> a new baton a toss. Absolute pleasure is to be back on the show. Well, it's I. Things have changed, or have they all just stayed the same, Scott? Um, I mean, things have pretty much stayed stay the same. I mean, I'm still the friendly boy next door. Um, what? I've lost a little bit of weight this year, but other than that, you know, it's, it's, it's things are still the same. Did I make your lower third wrong? Was it supposed to be friendly boy next door instead of method? <clears throat> what does it say? Method. What does it say right now on the stream? Just says method. Or just says method. It, or it has your your Twitch link. <clears throat> I didn't. I wasn't told. No, Derry no, didn't I, tell me. Link, my Twitch link is still sco. Well, I know that, but I didn't know you were you were the friendly boy next door. I wasn't told. Derry. I, Dari, please. You I didn't, didn't give him the full info. I didn't know. But joining us again as well, Chris is down down there. Hi, Chris. Hi. I'm bathing in the uh, holy light, apparently, <laughs> but uh, I'm doing good. Oh, good. Yeah, no, it's a little bright. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a tap. Just a tap. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I'm, I'm a bright guy, so, you know. The, 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 the contrast mm. next to you in the region is, is Roger, who's got the mood lighting on. Hello, sir. Welcome yeah. back. Hello. Good to be back. And uh, let's have some fun tonight. Did you just wink at... Did you... The chat. The chat, yeah. That was... Okay, that was for them, not for me. That looked like it was a wink at me, Roger. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, according to Twitch chat, we do have a secret relationship. Oh. Dude, can't talk about it, then it's not secret. Slim George on screen. That's it. Mm. As you guys, as you guys might be aware at this point, you know, looking at me and Roger Brown, method as a guild has been going through a fitness program. Yeah. As of the start of this year, uh, we've all been working out. We've all been eating healthy. We think that has definitely been one of the contributing factors to our success. Most recently in the World First Race uh, at Cahoon. 
Yeah, we actually hired a nutritionist, right? Took some pointers from Blood Legion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, we did indeed bring up that old document that was floating around where there was some good nutritional tips from Blood Legion for the Raiders. Um, <clears throat> do you have anything you want to add to that, Chris? I mean, I, I guess I missed the memo on that one. I don't know. <laughs> Yikes. I was I was waiting for this long drawn out dig at Chris and there it was. Yeah, it was coming. We all knew it was coming since Ghost started talking, but uh, <laughs> there we go. Just, just what? I was waiting. I was just waiting for that. Yep. So do you guys yeah. have any cause I have some shout outs and stuff that I could pull up on screen because we have to of course bring up while we're sitting here. That if you have not already or want to know as the raid progress, of course, continues onward or up to a certain point or when it's actually happening, of course, check out Method's website. It's just method.gg and it's the raid progress spot right here at the top. You have the raid history tab, the raid progress. All that is right here. We just locked in the uh, top 20. Yeah, Star, I just posted that just yesterday. So this is where all the juicy stuff can come out. There's the top 10. But make sure you guys go check out their website. This is where all of it is hosted now. Do you have any other shout-outs you have to make sure you get out there, Scott? I mean, if we're talking about, like, general shout-outs, then, of course, a massive sure. shout-out to the entire Metal Guild for the uh, hard work, dedication that they put in this tier to bring Method back, you know, retain our number one spot right now in World of Warcraft. Big shout-out to all the uh, sponsors and partners that made this whole thing possible. I think you just, uh, I just actually paused it right there on just on the stream where I see MSI, Twitch, Wowhead, Discord, and of course, Red Bull. Yep. But it seems a bit early for shout outs. I thought we maybe do this at the end. No, it's at the mm. beginning of the show now. That's, that's oh. the important stuff. Make sure everyone gets. There's been every shuffle here, guys. Yep. Okay. Okay. Shout out to Roger Brown and Chris for taking time, time out of their busy schedule for, uh, to appear on the show with me tonight. Really appreciate oh, that, yeah. guys. Thank you. No worries. You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime, bro. Like, just give, give chat uh, even more fuel right now. Just keep keep going. Mm. You bring up Red Bull right there, and I guess I can bring us up to the first major question I had, and that is with the the big obvious elephant in the room that we've talked about in the past shows multiple times before, sitting in these chairs, is that everyone wants to know. And it's been said in different parts, but let's get like a definitive discussion about it, is that you streamed the world first race, everything. Granted, your comms were muted until the, the kill video, which will be the second section of the show, of course. We'll do the kill video live commentary. So why now? What changed to make this happen? And if you want to field this first, Scott, go for it. And then you guys can go around from your own perceptions. Um, this, so Yeah, sure. So there's a few things that's changed, I guess. I mean, we've actually talked about streaming um, rating, you know, the raid progress for many years, actually, to be honest, the method. Just thought it was always met with quite a lot of um, opposition, I guess you could say, um, from the guild itself in the past. This is, this is going back years. But the culture has somewhat shifted, I would say, over the last few years in regards to the fact that almost everyone is streaming or tunes into Twitch at this point. Like streaming your gameplay, um twitch chat like being a part of that kind of community it's just you know it's it's basically penetrated everyone at this point it's very far reaching and so approaching that topic was obviously much easier this time around um and at the same time 
um, you know, method. This is actually our tenth world first kill that we that we achieved on an emboss. So you know, we've been we've been raiding now as method the guild for thirteen plus years at this point, and uh, I mean a big a big part of this as well is the fact that raiding is somewhat a two horse you know race these days. There isn't too much competition at the top. Although we did get some good competition this this time around with Gahoon. Of course, we had the Russians, the North Americans, and the Europeans all fighting for it. So there was actually, you know, good, healthy competition. But in the past, it's somewhat, you know, last couple of years, it's somewhat always been, you know, Method versus Paragon, Method versus Exorces. There hasn't been too many other threats out there um, for us. So one of the one of the elements of it was that we just wanted that increased challenge. Like, we, you know, we've already achieved World First against our against our opposition many times before. This is kind of taking it to the next level. Can we achieve world first while also streaming? Um, and at the same time, it's also the fact that this is the first tier of the expansion. We kind of want to make this like an experiment, you know, see how it goes. First tiers of, the, of an expansion are typically, you know, the shorter tiers. Um, you know, take Emerald Nightmare, for example. Um, so we knew that, you know, this is the best time to try it out. And, you know, if it didn't go well, we'd always have the option afterwards to decide not to stream the next tier. And you know, reclaim that number one spot, uh, number one spot, so to speak. However, we did have the dream scenario, of course, that we managed to achieve world first and stream it at the same time, which I mean, was absolutely amazing. And the amount of support and positivity we, we received from the the wide community for doing that was just absolutely insane. And that's a statement that I can echo for basically everyone in Method. I think, especially obviously those that streamed themselves, which is, was a lot of people in the guild. Um, looking at the list, I think we had over fifteen people in the guild that were streaming. Uh, the progress at some point or other. Um, so yeah, all in all, it was just a, a very epic event, and uh, we look forward to doing more of that in the future. And we'll see if you know if we can't make it bigger and better next time around, especially with more time to plan. You know, having this as a as a baseline for the next one. No, it's wild because as I opened the show and prefaced the year plus that we had talked before. I know it's always been a thing that's been on the on the table for a little while, but it never actually fully formed. So, Roger, what else do you want to add from that? From <clears throat> well, I was just thinking uh, from my perspective, last, uh, like, taking every expansion, the previous expansion, Emerald Nightmare was the first raid, we lost World First. The expansion before that, it was High Mall, we lost World First. So I was like... I mean, if we're going to lose anyways, the first raid might as well stream it. Hmm. So, nah, but, um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how we even won, to be honest. Uh, but the thing is <clears throat> that uh, it is, the, because it is the first year, and usually we expected it to be a couple of days only, um, we were like, you know, whatever. Generally speaking, the community doesn't uh, hold these raids, the first raid, in super high regard, because it, it usually is followed by a bigger raid afterwards. Like Heimel was uh, with uh, Blackrock Foundry, and um, Emerald Nightmare was with uh, well TOV first, but then Nighthold was the proper race. So if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna test it out, might as well do it here. Um, everyone was already, let's say, saturated with having uh, two world firsts from before, so it was uh, kind of the perfect moment to try it out. New expansion, everyone is super hype about it. Might as well go for it and see how it uh, how it affects our chances of World First. And I think it definitely did affect us, but not as much as we thought it would. So it wasn't that bad in the end. Yeah. 
Hmm. Chris, do you want to have anything to, to wrap it up with too? Um, well, I think they obviously went over all the major points. Just to echo what Sko said though, especially is that um, I think this is probably as long as Method's been going, the time where we have the most streamers in the guild. And that's probably a big factor of why it's happening now because in the past there hasn't been, you know, 90% of the guild streaming. So that's probably one of the larger factors. It's definitely an interesting switch when a lot of the other top guilds, you could argue, don't really have that many people or personalities that want to put themselves out there into that that box. So you have a interesting perspective as that as a guild as a whole. But did working together with sponsors and the outside extra influence the decision as well? Like you mentioned Red Bull, you guys were even at, well, some of the, the crew was at the uh, the Red Bull sports dome arena little section they set up there for you so was that part of it did that coalesce mm. months beforehand or was that sort of a a that, to be honest thing? a lot of the a lot of the support for the race uh for the for the progress race itself actually came after we had already decided we were going to do it um it wasn't really the case of the we had a lot of partners lined up that were willing to you know um support this this motion uh, ahead of time um it was somewhat of an afterthought like we knew that we knew in advance that red bull were interested we just hadn't finalized exactly what we were going to do there um and then we brought discord on as well as a partner um a little bit later down the line like after we'd already discussed that we were going to stream this as a guild right okay like msi and wowhead they are uh, method partners you know through and through so they of course were happy to get on board as well and support this uh this event do you have because of this now any bigger plans for the future tiers to go forward with to yeah so you, it's still quite with? i guess you could say it's still quite early days at this point because we kind of just got out at the back of the of the last raid tier we've only had like about a week to start recovering and you know get back to normality get back on the grind so to speak but it's like i said seeing the success of this one i think there's a lot we can do especially with the numbers and stuff that we that we managed to pull in this this time around and how much the community really got involved in it and supported it i think there's uh it would give us a very good opportunity to make something bigger and better next time around and when i say that i mainly i'm mainly talking about the method channel itself um the method channel itself was meant to be you know like the the place that was very interactive you know with actual analysts casters um you know content that we could play during any breaks um basically like the the place that you kind of want to be for the main overview of, of, of everything that was going on. So like showing multiple different point, points of view of the raid um, and some other cool stuff. So we think obviously with more time to plan exactly what we can do there and, you know, get some partners on board and everything else, we think we can make the main method channel um, a much more epic uh, viewing experience. Um, so there's a lot, of, a lot of work we can do there. Okay. You want to like funnel it as like, that's the show. And then there's the POVs that you can go tune into because I even have the stat that I have pulled up here that the Esports Observer tweeted out that was the stat here that at least in this one was the spike in viewership on your channel specifically, Scott, just mm -hmm. from that eight to nine day period to show what happened when you guys got the, the world first bump. But I would love to see more stats if you guys had them or post them somewhere. And there is a huge write-up on Wowhead. That yeah, shows I was going to say that the Wowhead, the Wowhead write-up that they did was definitely the most comprehensive um, public report that's available at least right now in terms of 
what the race achieved in terms of numbers and such. Oh yeah. So I would definitely check definitely check that out if someone can link it in like I guess one either yourself or one of the mods can link it in the chat. It was a very comprehensive write up of the reach and exposure and everything. Um but yeah, the main the main method channel indeed was meant to be or is meant to be you could, you could say going forward into future races like the main you know the one stop place like for the casual observer to to check out the race right um, it's gonna it's the place that's actually gonna have you know the voice commentary the most interactive elements you know um, content that you know details gives provides better information about each of the players you know uh, introduce the players to the audience stuff stuff like that kind of thing um, so we think we can do a lot more there. Um, I'm not saying it wasn't good this time around. It, it was good, of course, but with more time and more planning, I think we can do, we can make it even better. So yeah, basically the meta channel is meant to be like the one-stop place. And then of course you have all the other meta streamers who are streaming, who, if you're very, you know, if you're, if you're interested in watching a particular point of view at some point in time, then of course you can, you know, you can go and watch that streamer specifically. Okay. Yeah, no, I, when I was digging into this, setting up the show, I looked through the entire overall post that Perk made for the entire thing. There's way much, I mean, there's even more in here in the, in the, the links that it linked that they go to and all the different sources they pulled around to see where the different, uh, metrics lay across all your broadcasters, just the method channel, or just even in yours when it happened, the, the spikes in viewership are insane. And it definitely shows how high the PVE race interest is to the community because i'm sure you expected some of this to begin with but the numbers across the board were tremendous were you expecting to be this crazy though now that you've the numbers the numbers exceeded all of our well at least they exceeded my expectations i think from the people i spoke to as well they've also exceeded their their expectations um i remember you know uh, i was there i was in london for a while with hot he was one of the people that was casting the the race to begin with on the first couple of days he was saying you know the stream could get 100k concurrence during the killing of Gahoon. when we actually managed to kill Gahoon, i think across all the meta streams combined we had over 260,000 concurrent viewers so it was it was absolutely insane yeah um so yeah i mean there's definitely a, a huge appetite for it the thing is there's a lot of people who have, of course played world of warcraft in the past and nearly everyone in the gaming scene has, has played it at some point and this is like a somewhat of a of an epic event because it's the first time you know that world force rating has ever been streamed um and there's just been a ton of people across various different games you know like for example let's say csgo pros for example reaching out congratulating method of course for their world first and you know um having an interest in seeing something like this again and we've you know we've seen a ton of like for example casters from you know casters that were typically uh, cast like pro csgo or PUBG or various other games you know they've also reached out of course and noting an interest in being involved in the next uh the next method event that takes place yeah that makes sense it's basically build it and they will come mostly so that totally makes sense chris from your perspective internally in this what what was your reaction just being on the team and being a part of this event for the first time because you were on one of our world first shows with method way back in the day and now coming full circle to here what are your thoughts internally now and just being part of the guild in this um i think it's absolutely crazy like like sko said we all had our own expectations and they were you know surpassed by miles i think the, one of the most surprising things is actually how many times streaming it was actually beneficial to us in progressing the boss because we could easily um you know ev everyone could just go back and clip on twitch what you know what happened if they want to see a pool again or 
maybe someone in the chat caught something that we didn't necessarily see on that part of the world. So it's actually um, like quite a lot of times, I think Roger would definitely agree, it was actually beneficial to us um, more than we thought it would be. <clears throat> yeah, I remember when we were at the Zul progress and then Jinji is rolling his uh, rogue and then he didn't have good gear on it. And then he just tells us, uh, wait, summon me. <laughs> some of my viewers want to donate some BOEs to me. And then he just goes out <laughs> and <laughs> just snacks all the loot from the viewers. So yeah, that was, uh, that was a cool moment. Um, but yeah, I don't... Like, the thing is, if it doesn't hurt you, in terms of... Okay, it did... Mm, as I said, it did uh, hinder our progress slightly in terms of the other guilds, because I think a lot of the other guilds could see what we're doing, copy the strats, you know, and uh, catch up or, you know, push forward uh, even ahead of us. So that was the downside. Uh, but as I said, I don't think it hindered our personal performance. And it did have some slight gains. I, I don't think it played like a major role. It was mainly the hype. Yeah. Like when you know everyone is watching, you're, you want to get the kill more uh, for everyone. So that definitely was brought back because after you got the, after you get uh, so many world firsts, and not to brag, yeah, like legit, um, this was definitely a huge boost in uh, uh, bringing back the excitement of uh, getting a world first. So yeah, yeah, it was. It's actually I will I will fondly remember this VTR as you know one of the best memories I've ever had in World of Warcraft from playing the game from the last thirteen to fourteen years. I mean, normally what happens after we stream world for, uh, get world first is you know we normally switch the streams on after we get the kill. And of course, everyone comes into the stream and congratulates us and, you know, celebrates the kill with us. But being able to actually um, live stream the actual kill itself, like for people to actually experience the kill with you, especially because it was somewhat of a journey at that point. We've been, we've been streaming live, you know, 15 hours a day for eight days in a row. And I can tell you that a lot of people had the stream open nearly the entire time, you know, while they're at work or whatever, they had it open on the second monitor. And actually legit felt like the Twitch chat was on that journey with you to try and get that world first. Um, and so being able to get it on stream and actually celebrate that moment with everyone who was watching, it was definitely, um, I guess you could say it, it heightened the emotion. Um, and it will definitely remain one of my fondest memories of, of playing the game for sure. No, that's, that's really fantastic. It's almost like the first, cause there's been some exhibition matches at BlizzCon in the past and those sort of live raid races that we've had before, but this may be one of the first big milestones in sort of just a, a viewer, almost esport oriented viewing from, you know, outside, because I was watching different days too. I was there when it actually happened because I had a whole bunch of people that were hitting up my Discord saying they just wiped it like 1.8% or whatever it was. So I was like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, let me turn on the method channel real quick. So, and hearing and watching, of course, the chat explode and see you guys unmute and just like that huge wave of relief so then i guess that you guys all sort of said it in one different way was there anything else that caught you off guard from streaming the event because you said you had like the streamer privilege of, of chat even like picking up something or noticing something or in this case donating gear but was there something else that that you weren't expecting that just kind of popped up from streaming the whole event to either any of you I mean, uh, I just think it's the the numbers, yeah. Like <clears throat> as Carl said, it did blow the expectations. I was expecting, honestly, roughly one third of uh, what was there. Mm. Maybe like one half, like a, a half, 
but uh, nowhere close to what uh, actually was there. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. You want to say something, Scott? No, no, it was fine. You, you took that one away. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, what else? Mm, just uh, a lot of memes that were created. I mean, I yeah, 100%. So memes are always... <laughs> talking about memes, memes are always a huge thing when it comes to World Force Race. Sure. World Force Races, I, I guess you're very familiar with, I guess. And, I mean, that was obviously very funny um being live with the memes you know in, in the twitch chat and such all the spam and chat like you know there's certain different spams they come up with like there was a very good one in Jinji's chat you know it spammed this tuna for good for tuna uh, it's a thing yeah. up all, all over the place um but no okay i just saw someone gifted you a crazy amount of subs in the chat <laughs> oh nice. what the hell nice yeah <sighs> that may happen today i'll shout out all that at the all the love at the end of the show today mm -hmm. specifically but I guess so. The, the only other thing I would say was that obviously when you're streaming the World First Race, yeah, um, you I, I guess you need to make sure that your internet connection is very secure. Oh, that oh. Is thing. we did have some unfortunate issues to begin with, um, but the they, they quickly got resolved and we were able to continue the the journey. Yeah, at the gaming sphere, that obviously comes down to a different point, too, because you're not directly in charge of your net, your router, your system, right? You were going through that hall, their offices, so you had to get their crew, and they had to fix stuff for you, and oof, it's unfortunate. Yeah, um, and because the event was, it was quite, you know, I, I should say it was a high-exposure event, and you know how it, things go with uh, competitive rating. Um, yeah, you just need to have a very secure connection. <laughs> Definitely one thing to keep in mind, get some Cloudflare VPN maybe going on for the next one. So things on the checklist, I'm sure, that, that Derry has in her playbook. So I mean, once we once we got the internet secure, they started attacking us uh, IRL, yeah? What? Like uh, breaking down our cars and stuff. I don't know, man. Gotta, gotta watch out. Gotta go into a bunker, basically. I, I but, guess... Those are some of the drawbacks. What the, is this like a real story? Are you just making it? Um, what ha what happened? You, you don't know about Zerips? What? Uh, I mean, I I didn't know if you wanted to actually bring that up. The poor guy. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think I think he's in chat, so yes. it's fine. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, obviously I'm memeing, but it was quite unfortunate. We had a lot of stuff happening. <clears throat> I mean, mainly was the issue with the internet, um, like the three guys that was there that were there uh but that was only the first couple of days after that uh, it was kind of okay we still had a few disconnects here and there right but mainly it was actually it was, the, it was actually extremely solid once it was fixed uh we had yeah. no issues for like the remaining the last five days that we were there when we were doing the progress on the hardest fights which is great yeah um but but the thing is like the when tuesday came uh, around and we were seeing that mm, probably we're not killing this boss now so we had to get a plan for the next day for wednesday and we made like this whole plan around the when is it coming back and then in the end we killed it without him so like we actually had an hour and a half long break or was it two hours where we did nothing because we cleared up to the boss we'd done heroic and then we're just waiting for him and then in the end we just went without him and killed it so yeah so this is why knockley's aka Retalies, was actually healing yeah. uh at the end which is you know the what you asked at the start of this interview Right. Uh, was he the best healer on the planet? Uh, he typically <laughs> plays a rep pardon, but because Xerox was missing in action, we had uh, Rathalie step oh. in and heal. Chris, what'd uh, you touch? 
There he goes. What Roger Bain is referring to is that um, Xerox was obviously, he had some important work that he need, needed to be done on that Wednesday. And unfortunately, when he was traveling home from work, his car also broke down. And so, yeah, unfortunately, we had to do Mitvax and Gahoon without our healing officer uh, in the raid, which was uh, definitely a setback for sure. It was funny to see how fast those little stories propagated. And you brought up, like, the Twitch chat memes and the spams, and that even went to limit as well they had their own the whole moon one. So, oh, i love that one that was probably yeah. my favorite of the entire i mean they, they took it a little bit further afterwards but yeah the first the yeah moon, i like i like the, the extended <laughs> i like the, the extended, extended version yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have to go that far so then to counteract all of that were there any points during the race with you all streaming that you may have come to a point where you discussed or talked about or thought about turning it all off and just going dark and then just doing it like you used to. No, that was never really a serious discussion. I mean, we had uh, a system set up in the guild that if you know a stream was becoming a, a problem for the one individual player, that there would be potential actions there. Um, but no, at no point did we ever have a serious discussion about switching all the streams off and trying to make some progress without the streams. Okay. That would have been very counter, obviously, intuitive to what we we're trying to achieve with the whole initiative. Sounds yeah, fair. as I said, like it, it didn't affect the overall the performance of the guild as much as we thought it potentially could. So we were already like prepared to <laughs> strike uh, people that uh, were messing up a lot or that were paying a lot attention to the stream instead of the actual game. But I don't know, maybe people got scared off and they actually were fully serious about it. Right. But uh, it worked out in the end. Actually, one thing that uh, came to my mind now is that it's uh, streaming the whole progression actually also is uh, is nice because of, as Skull said, it, it is a journey and the, the Twitch chat is with you there. And like all these little moments that happened, normally no one would really see them, right? like uh, Zerips is uh, car breaking down and having all this discussion. If we didn't stream, no one would even really know about this whole situation. And now it's, uh, it's actually funny how all of the stories that you normally are, there are inside jokes between the, the method members are actually kind of widespread. So I think that's a, a very cool thing. You can talk about, uh, about things that happened in the progress with uh, Twitch chat afterwards right. and they know what, what's up. You don't have to like paint the whole picture. All right, yeah, when Naga jumped down on Mithrax, for example, <laughs> first uh, like five seconds before the pull, that was funny as well. Little moments like that. Yeah. yeah. All these little things that you guys will osmos from the event that'll go forward and even evolve beyond this. The next time this happens too, I'm sure there'll be even more. Just compound on compounding on that. But that that brings me to a follow-up on that whole thing. Do you feel that other guilds that are competing in this realm, because Scott opened with how the past used to be like, you know, a two-horse race, but it definitely wasn't now, because by the time that it got to the heated part, there was eight guilds on Gahoom with no kill, if that's correct. Seven or eight guilds that were all right there. Limit was there first, but... Do you, do you think that they, because the competition is heating up because of this, that more of those guilds will stream next tier? Because first tiers of an expansion are always kind of like, eh, eh the real ones, you know, the, the Nighthold tier is next. So even though 
I don't know how it's going to work. Again, that's that's quite a difficult question to answer because, again, it's quite early days after the sending, so we're kind of just getting back into things. We haven't had too many conversations yet with the other main competing guilds to see what their plans are, right? Uh, specifically for the next tier. You mentioned maybe like seven or eight guilds there. To be honest, I think the obviously the guilds that we were mostly concerned about at the time was, of course, you know, the one guild from North America, Limit, and the one guild from Russia, uh, Exorcist, of course, our old rivals. Yeah. So the other ones I don't believe were as close to the kill as we thought the, those two guilds would be. Uh, and obviously, especially Limit when they got the extra reset because, you know, the extra gear that you get in a World Forest race is just absolutely huge in terms of um, the amount of progress you can make on a boss fight. Um, so when it came to reset day, we were very concerned indeed that Limit would be able to snag the kill before us, um, especially with hearing the rumors that they had some low percentage tries the previous reset, similar to how Method did. Um, so that was a concern for us. But in regards to the other the other guilds beyond Exorcist and Limit, we didn't really think they were as close to us in terms of progress. But in regards to whether those two guilds will also stream next time around, it's it's I think it's too early to to uh, suggest anything that I don't really have that kind of information at this, at this point in time. That's fine. I guess that the, almost like you saw the show notes, you just segued me into the thought that I had here was that the the process you guys had a decision you made the night before that reset because most of the time from the outside in when the community is watching we see that if it's not dead the first reset then maybe it's tuned properly so we get that that second reset get that extra reclear you guys chose to reclear limit did not and then you guys still managed to get the world first and you guys have that tweet no matter what happens on the reset you'll still have your streams going so what was the atmosphere and the surprise like when you got your reset and Gahoon was still available for the world first status? Yeah, like, what did you... So, so I, I, I said this to my stream as well, the, the night that we decided to stop raiding on Tuesday. Right. I was half expecting to go back to the apartment, go to sleep, and then wake up. And you know on your phone when you can see notifications um, yep. before actually opening the home screen on, on an iPhone, for example. Um, I was expecting to wake up and seeing a bunch of people tagging me like, haha, uh... world second, you know, US dominates Europe, blah, blah, all that kind of stuff. You know, all the, all the at methods goes, haha, loser kind of stuff. But I was so surprised when I woke up and picked up my phone, quickly scrolled, I didn't see anything. I was like, how is this possible? They haven't killed it. Mm. And at that point, you know, it was like, uh, it felt good. I'm not going to lie. I, I quickly went and, got, went and spoke to Jinji. Narcles and Kena, who were staying in the same apartment, and we were just like, "Oh yeah, let's let's go. This is this is our scenario." That's why I was I was actually a bit sad that they didn't kill the boss because I, for so many years, I'm waiting for the moment when NA kills a boss, uh, world first, and then an EU guild kills it within, you know, the 16 hour difference. I I just want to see all the the posts and the threads and the drama created because of that. And sadly, this wasn't the time to do to to have that. Maybe next time, though, we'll see. Yeah, would have been epic, yeah. though. That brings up an interesting counterpoint. I wonder if because of this and the ripple that you guys have made, Blizzard would somehow figure out to actually do synchronous raid unlocks to not have the stupid delay anymore. Because there's really what is the reason? I I don't know. Other than the, the meme that NA gets to beta test the raid before, because Big Dumb Guild beta tested Fed a Devourer for you guys, because it was broken. So, mm -hmm. other than that, I wonder if they'll just let it both regions same time unlock. That would be really nice. 
I think that would be great if they did do that. Because it was like, I mean, it was so, so close to actually coming down to, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday, which day comes first in the week. And it would have been really sad to lose simply because they get the reset first. Um, yeah, yeah I, I really hope that, like, especially the publicity brought to it by us streaming it, maybe might, you know, nudge Blizzard in the direction of making it a more even race. Um, but we'll have to see, yeah, as well. I guess what's interesting is that they obviously did the global release of BFA, right? It released at the same time all around yep. the world, if I'm mistaken. I mean, it would definitely be interesting to see if they wouldn't do something similar for raids, but I, at the same time, I'm not going to get my hopes up. Yeah. I yeah. didn't want to... Go ahead, Roger. Yeah, the only thing that doesn't really make too much sense to me, I mean, I get why they are doing it, I guess. It's because they don't want to have um, on the same day a reset for both regions. Because then it might like crush the servers or something horrible happens. So at least you know the NAs are the beta testers for the EU for a lot of things. Uh, like for example, I don't know, like the world boss that was bugged. Then uh, the world quest was there and stuff. Just yeah. as an example. But it would make a lot more sense if, because we have like what is it like 16 hours difference. So if NA also got their bosses like their their raid unlocked on Wednesday, sure. Then the difference would be like eight hours. Well, in our favor, okay, but it would make more sense to me. Uh, so I don't know. Like, if they can't get it perfectly, like everyone gets it at the same time, then at least maybe get them on the same day so that it's a, a small difference. I don't know. I mean, we'll wait uh, until the the thing actually happens, and then the drama will be overwhelming. I guess. Oh. There's that taken into account, we'll see, and we have to get more confirmation. I don't want to tangent onto this one, this is just like a talking point before I have a real question, is that the next raid, the Siege of Zuldazar, right, the, the tentative name for it, is a mirror raid as well. So if the Horde organization, if the Horde bosses are in a different order, and your end boss is different than the Alliance side of it, how does that play? Is there going to be a world first, you know, alliance and a world first horde, like officially? Because Blizzard would have to actually stamp that as an official thing if the raids are different. But that's for you guys to figure out later. I don't want to. That's for something else. What I want to bring up is. Oh, go ahead, right? You have something to. I mean. Well, I, I, it's weird. Uh, you know how they have the the leaderboards. I, yeah. I wonder how because it's alliance and horde. I wonder what boss will actually trigger the oh you you're in the top 100 it's probably going to be the sixth boss for both right and then because i don't know it's going to be interesting to see how like my guess is that the first three bosses of alliance and horde are going to be really easy mm -hmm. and everyone is going to be stuck on the last three that is shared that are shared uh but i mean when does it actually proc because maybe uh or for prog progression you actually want to go and kill the other three bosses after you've defeated the last, the, the sixth one. You go to the alliance side and kill those three as well. I don't know though, but it might be a bit of a anticlimactic uh, ending to a progress raid because yeah. those bosses are probably going to be way easier than the last one, the sixth one. So we'll see. It's going to be a weird curveball, I think. I mean, we'll know more when it's on the PTR and we can test it. We know how the organization flows. Then you guys can pre-plan for that, but... I wanted to bring up, at least in some sense, I have to ask, I always ask you guys this every time I, uh, you're on the show. So split rating, gear funneling, master loot, all that is essentially gone. 
So mm -hmm. what has become of how you guys gear now and aim in the BFA loot system, which is basically run lots of Mythic Plus? So how would the raid preparation for Old Year be different? How was it different compared to past expansions where now personal loot propagates everything? I don't know who wants this question. Let's uh, let's start over to Chris. Okay. <laughs> Chris? Um, I think it just put even more emphasis on luck. Whereas before you oh. could kind of, um, you know, funnel gear into the place you wanted to funnel gear into. And you were, you know, maybe you get unlucky sometimes, but you were generally going to get a couple of tier pieces. You're probably going to get a trinket, a weapon. But I don't know. This was just roll the dice and see what happens. Um, we... I'm not really sure if we approached it in the right way or not with having, you know, with going with where we had three or four characters. Because um, in the end, only a few of them did end up getting used. I mean, to be honest, it's still, in my mind, a big question mark on what the best way to handle personal loot is right now. Because it's such a mess and, like, paired with Titan Forging. Yep. It's just, like, they really don't help each other out. You know, personal loot and Titan Forging are working together to try and make the game as bad as they can. So... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the uh, solution to the puzzle is of personal loot and and uh, forging. It's a the, bit of a mess. The side question that came from that is, do you think this loot system makes class stacking even more important then? Because you just mm -hmm. bring you bring what you know is the best, hoping that those specs, like the rogues, the warlocks... The hunters are getting the loot because if you bring anything else that gets loot and it's not numerically in your favor because you guys have to do the numerical top you know a couple of specs or whatever then you're just hurting yourself um i don't think it uh, like you just need to approach it in a different kind of way you can't really say okay we're gonna have like 10 mages because i mean we kind of did that we had a lot of mages prepared thinking that it's going to be good for Gahoon, but mm -hmm. it ended up not being the case at all. Um, and we should have had more Warlocks. Now, the thing is, though, we kind of underestimated how much time each character is going to take to be on the similar level with your main. So a lot of people made uh, four characters, myself included, and then basically, in the end, I don't even know why I made the fourth character. There was no way I'm going to play it. I had to drop it and leave it behind because there was I had to focus on my other characters and even the third character is you know it's uh, you can you could have barely made it with him but you had to play like all the time and not everyone can do that right so uh, comparing it to the past where you had to make like six or seven characters and just do the split clears now you want to have um i would say three characters max and then you just focus on them because the ap grind is this time, at least, was quite brutal. You had to farm a lot of AP to unlock those traits if you got lucky and got the, the Azerite pieces from the raid. Uh, so yeah, that took a lot of time. And then the Mythic Plus in, during the Heroic Week, having to farm that as much as you could, and then realizing PvP is better, and you're <laughs> like, oh, yeah. why, why am I doing M Plus? I should have just been doing RBGs or something. Um, so... I don't know. I, I think the system will be uh, better in the long run. It's just this first tier. It felt really exhausting getting all those characters up. Uh, like, you thought the leveling was the bad part. 
and then you realize how much world questing you have to do with every character to get the Champion of Azeroth wrap up. I mean, they fixed most of that stuff, but we'll see how AP will, uh, like, it really depends on Blizzard. How are they going to tune the AP for the next raid? If you're going to need to have 35 traits, yep. and you have to, like, play all the time to get the 35 traits, then it's going to be a mess. If they make it super easy, then I think everyone will be happy, and then you can play whatever you want, and three characters will be uh, an easy thing to handle. Now, what I wanted to finish up with is, if you have three characters, you need to make sure you have uh, a bit of everything. So, for example, we wanted a lot of rogues, we want a lot of warlocks. You know, you don't have to think too much ahead. As long as you keep them all at the same level, you can't really funnel a lot of gear, but they will all be at a good starting point. Especially because, and okay, I know it's been talking a long time, but the good enough. thing. I, I need to say a good thing. Actually, I just remembered it. They actually made uh, the cap of eye level be 395 and not three, uh, not 400 plus. Mm. So that is a great thing for the next progression because it means you're going to have easily like top gear and you don't have to uh, stress over farming M plus for the 420 eye level socket item. So, yeah. yeah. That is uh, definitely the highlight of this expansion so far for me. The cap of the Titan Forging. Is Scott just getting into his happy Titanfall uh, yeah. place? <laughs> just... Oh wait, sorry, is Roger finished speaking now? Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Uh, no, it was good. That was that was good stuff. Yeah. As again, it's like there's almost show notes sitting in front of you because the next point I wanted to bring up, and I said it with everything involving numbers and the cadence that Blizzard balances and changes things, even to the point of the Vantus rune and Azerite trait nerfs on the second reset. Well, the first reset during the race, but second reset during the raid, which may or may not have hindered Limit's choice in extending versus not, and they didn't, and they gambled, and they lost. But uh, side note, I didn't open the show with this. The Limit show is next week, so we could talk to them about this kind of stuff. Ooh. But the Blizzard does this. They always do this. So how did it feel... About how did you guys feel about the class and spec balance during the race, especially after that reset where they just oh they were gonna do this, and then how do you think do you think Mythic Cahoon really requires four warlocks? That's the it definitely yeah. doesn't require four warlocks, but it makes it a lot easier. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. If you want to go for world first, you needed four warlocks basically. Uh, just. Uh, cuts down the downtime of uh, doing the whole dunking of the ball uh, significantly. It uh, also uh, eliminates any player errors because you just go and click the gateway. Like, how hard is that? Right. Uh, uh, so, huge help, huge help. And I don't know if any guild will kill it without four warlocks until they nerf it a little bit. I, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, the class balance, I don't know. Maybe Scar wants to take that. How sure. did you feel the class balance was, uh, Sko? I thought we'd pass this on to Chris, giving him a little bit more <laughs> spotlight on the show. I mean, I don't know how much balancing they really did during progress. It was mostly Azerite trades. Um, yeah. I feel like it changed people's, like, it changed things within the class, but it didn't really change too much in how the classes uh, were comparing to each other. So mostly I think it just maybe annoyed some people if they 
they were really happy. They had three of the best traits and they were, you know, they were really excited about their new loot. And then the reset comes and suddenly that trait is uh, not very good for them. So in general, I don't think it changed, you know, which classes you wanted, wanted to bring to the raid. It just more annoyed uh, individual people with the gear that they had. Yeah. And that's yeah, the... I think except, apart from Warlocks, I don't think there was anything like super crazy. It's just Warlocks this time around were quite broken, and the bosses also that were hard uh, were quite Warlock friendly. So, yeah. yeah. Something a question I want to get the other side of it on from Limit because they chose to extend their lockout because they thought they were right there where you guys re cleared. And obviously the re-clear and the numericals concealed the deal regardless of Blizzard's tuning change. And obviously the nerf to Vantis is a, was a pretty sudden oh, if you didn't follow this. Vantis room was like 5.4% damage and healing mm -hmm. done. And they cut it in half on that Tuesday reset during the race. So, mm. yay, Blizzard. Thanks, Blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think to any... Fair, to be fair, though, it was ridiculously strong. Sure. Yeah. In that first, in that first reset. It just is a direct thing that goes with and complicates the race. So, but then how about this one? I have put here, what was your reaction to the blue post about the tuning issues that they had and giving it, you know, accolades to their internal raid team about mythic old Air and how they tuned it and versus what they said about them versus what they said about, you know, they used method as an example Mainly the complete nonsensical math of the Fetid Devourer. Because I know mm -hmm. you guys run into these roadblocks now and then, but what was your... Chris, this is your question again. Go for it. What was your guys' well, reaction uh, to that? I mean, it's amazing that it's had three, I think, three nerfs to it since its original, uh, you know, release. And it's still, you know, a bit, a bit spicy right now if you didn't have optimized DPS people assigned to attack, you know, what they should be attacking. It's kind of, I think the first nerf to it, especially when it was out only on the US servers, was something massive, like 30% health nerf, um, which is just crazy that they can release it in that state to begin with, and then be like, oh, actually, it needs a 30% nerf. And then even after that, yeah. we're still basically unkillable without Vantus Rune. With, you know, I mean, actually, it wasn't killable. They had to nerf it again, another 10%, and then you had to use Vantus Rune to kill it. So um, they say, they said something, correct me if I'm wrong, that they have their internal testing team do it and then they kind of add on 10%, 20%, whatever to make up the, you know, the method difference or whatever. But I wonder, you know, are they maybe deluded in how good we are and they think we're, you know, insane robots that can somehow make our class do an extra 5k DPS. I don't know, because that was some pretty funky tuning on Fed Devourer though. And it definitely ruins the race because, I mean, for us, we weren't there first, so it wasn't too bad for us. But for the guilds to get there first, you know, they're, they're hyped, they're, they're leading the race right now, and then they just hit this roadblock that's completely undoable um, and sort of resets the race. So, I, you know, it does puzzle me how they still make these mistakes. But yeah, it wasn't. Fed was obviously just a DPS uh, check of a boss. Yeah. I think they were somewhat scared that, you know, it was going to be like an Emerald Nightmare situation that they got the numbers completely wrong. Didn't take into account for, you know, the AP levels, the Titan forging, and whatnot that people might, hard, might have had in Legion. Obviously, split rating and BFA takes it down a notch. But yeah, I think they just, I actually don't know how they managed to tune Fed as bad as they did to begin with. That's a bit strange indeed. Were the original numbers, I was told this the other day while I was asking my chat about what I should ask you guys on the show, that the original numbers were something like 34,000 DPS per DPS in your raid, 
which aren't even numbers you can do right now in the game, which how do they even come to that conclusion with the yeah, method tax or whatever? That's just what we do I like mean, 16k. I, mean, <laughs> I think they, they said that they used like some kind of, I don't know, the wrong formula. Maybe they put a wrong yeah. number in there. I don't know. Like Fairy Devourer, there's no, there's no way that they actually tuned it and thought, okay, this is what it should be. Sure. They, they, they must have messed up somewhere with the numbers. Like, this absolutely... It was, it, was, it was probably just a mistake, I guess. Yeah. That's fair. All that aside, then, I have to ask a couple of the ending questions before we move on to the live kill video commentary segment that many people always ask me to ask, even though I always think it's kind of, like, fleeting. But, I mean, I think Scott already answered this earlier. So, this is what you want, chat. All right? This is this is for you. What is your favorite encounter in Uldir and... Adversely, your least favorite. And I'll start with Chris. Uh, I think my favorite has to be Cahoon, actually. Oh. I really... There were, I had some issues with it in the... The mind control, bursting boils, whatever. Like, that mechanic, I didn't really enjoy it being so random. Um, but apart from that, I kind of liked the... I liked the flow of the fight. You know, it's, it, it didn't feel too long. And it felt like everyone had to have some personal responsibility. And... Yeah, it was all around a, an okay fight. Much much better than Xavius. That's probably why I like it so much, because we were very scared it was going to end up being Xavius. But it was it was a real fight in the end. Um, least favorite has to be probably Mother, because it was so bugged for so long as well. I mean, the, the, the amount of tilt when you just die over and over again to a bug that one-shots you out of nowhere is unbelievable. When you're live on stream as well, and, you know... Everyone, it's the first day of progress you're hyped, and you're just dying to the bug beams over and over again. So, definitely mother for least favorite. I will agree with that. Roger, what, do you, what about you? Uh, I would say my favorite boss was Mithrax, for sure. Um, I think it's a very solid boss. The mechanics all kind of make sense. The only issue I had with the fight was a uh, visual. Uh, the, the boss was too big, and you couldn't really see it around you. Which was a problem also on Gahoon. But yeah, like overall, Mistrax, I think, is a great fight uh, and enjoyable to play, even in farm. Uh, least favorite, definitely Fairy Devourer. And uh, not because of uh, they had to nerf it and all that, but because it's very RNG based. Uh, you go there and you can get the worst spawns of those things on the ground. I legit don't know how they call the food. And, and then it's like, okay, you could at some point of outgear all of that but you just wipe and pull again and hope that you get lucky and you get the big one in the middle and then you it's way easier it's like twice as easy to kill those if you get good spawns compared to worse uh, the worst spawns. so that yeah. really annoyed me when rng that you can't control basically means an automatic wipe it's it's terrible design for me i remember actually scott do you remember on heart of fear the first boss when uh, it was really ridiculously overtuned, but then if it, it had the option of going to the right or the left balcony mm. first, <laughs> oh, and then God. and then and then if it went on the right balcony, we would just uh, reset the boss. Like it was fifty-fifty, so fifty percent of the tries, they're just gone, and it felt like the same uh, on this one. Yeah, I actually completely echo Roger Brown's uh, boss choices though. I completely agree. I think Mythfax is the best. I do think Gahoon was quite fun as well. I actually overall would rate that Uldir as a pretty good raid tier um, from start to finish. I do think the yeah. bosses have quite a lot of varied mechanics. 
I do personally have a big FPS issue with Zul, and I think a lot of people do um, at the same time. I think the Zul fight wasn't too interesting with the way that it's currently done in Mythic. Um, but no, overall, I think Ulia was a really good raid tier. Uh, very varied, well-designed. Um, and I think, to be honest, it's one of the more shining stars when it comes to BFA thus far. Um, because BFA in general, I'm not too keen about some of the new features they've implemented, like the Warfronts and Island Expeditions. Um, so it's good to see that they, the raid on, on one hand has turned out very well. Yeah. You had the stats. Um, Deep Shades put up your wipe counter. Just have that on screen real quick here, too. Because you brought up Zul on Mythic. And I know Fetid obviously had a back-and-forth rigmarole before it, but it always looks weird when there's a gatekeeper boss and the boss after is just trounced. The 133 on Fetid to the 27 on Zul is obviously a telling point to ugh, parts of a fight, so that's a weird one. And then Mithrax into Gahoon, those wipes definitely make sense just for the mm -hmm. ultimate, ultimate boss. Yeah, I think on Zul, they definitely miscalculated how broken rogues are. That, that, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty much. I mean, because yep. the fight lasted, what, three minutes? I don't know, three and a half. It they gets... probably planned it for a seven to eight minute fight, which is, yeah. you know, like a lot of stuff happening in phase one instead of just nuke the boss and ignore everything and just, that's it. And then you go into phase two, because you pushed phase one so quickly, it becomes way easier because the boss hasn't, you know, doesn't give you a lot of stacks and whatnot. So definitely missed the ball there with the... I think that's more, not a numbers thing. It's more like the class being a bit broken. Like, I don't know. That's my personal opinion. And you can throw that. They could have made it so that it's not possible to blast the boss if you don't uh, like first kill the ads, I don't know, something like they, they give him some damage reduction because it was ridiculous. Like you literally ignored all the ads. Okay, they just passively died with AOE and then just nuke the boss. Uh, that shouldn't be possible if they want a proper fight. But yeah. Yeah, the, you can the, tell that. Sorry. No, I said the blood reconstruction debuff, I guess, didn't plan out the way they thought where you could only no. ever kill certain things. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Um, just like the, you can tell that it was basically all down to the rogues because we didn't start the raid with, you know, five, six rogues, whatever we had. We had, I think one, or actually to begin with, we even have zero. I don't know. I think one, we just had spooky in on the first few pulls and the fight was getting to about six minutes and the boss was still at, you know, we were just about phasing him at six minutes. And then once you bring in the, you know, the rogue army, bring in the boys, suddenly you're, the boss is dead at, you know, three minutes, 30 or whatever. So it's it's very telling um if you just look at the amount of time you spend in combat with and without the rogues it's a completely different fight yeah so nice class they can't do anything about it now too because the question that came up in chat is do you think zul is even possible without the class stacking of sub rogues i guess but it'd yeah. be like yeah. eight nine ten minute fight yeah why would you do it i don't get i don't know yeah there's really no point if you can do it i think even my guild's gonna run four when we get there so if anything if they do change anything to it they need to nerf the boss overall so that it is still an easy kill but oh. without the rogues right because i think they've done that sometimes like for example think of argus they made immunities not work on the chains but then they nerfed the chains right so they if they do something like that then they have to somehow make it easier to do the fight normally otherwise a lot of people are gonna cry that yo 
I was killing Mithrax and now I can't even reach Mithrax because I'm stuck on Zul. But right. you know. Yeah. It's a weird one, but that all those these kind of little hiccups have come up in every world first show that you guys always have to deal with and that we have to figure about, but I'm going to move us along here because we have a kill video live commentary segment to do again as well. Mm -hmm. And we have, we, we're going to use the watch together. So it's all synced up. You guys are already in the watch together. It's already ready to go. But I'm going to jibber jab for a little bit. If you're going to walk away for a few moments, you'll grab a drink or something like that or go to the restroom, then you are free to fly away for a moment while I blab about some stuff. The first things first, of course, I have to make sure that we, it's still not done, done completely. However, the Final Boss TV website, the huge rework, ah, oh, it's my face, gosh, it has been updated now. So everything about the show, the stats, what I do here, there's going to be a bigger uh, FAQ eventually, the huge Discord server list that is still being, this is like the biggest work in progress thing here real quick as well, because I used to have all this on my channel guide, as many of you know, but we have a new web dev putting all this stuff together. We have some awesome art by Sage. So all the different class discords here, other resources and other our friends are going to be added in here as we keep populating all of these resources. If you want to join different discords and I don't know where that link is. I don't know how to join this discord. They're on my website as well as all the links to the podcasts and the YouTube merch, all that stuff behind the scenes, of course, are all now right there on the new finalboss.tv. And of course, I have to do a mid-row, mid-show shout out to my credits tier patrons supporting the show. That extra mile, I really appreciate it. It does go a huge long way. It basically pays for all the art that we keep having on the show, all the different resources we have here. So if you want to support the show in that way and get some behind the scenes podcasts, there's like 40 posts, I think, behind the scenes right now. Yeah, there's 40 and there'll be more as the show goes forward. Of course, you can see the show notes and follow along, do all the different stuff we have there and go check out those as well. All the different rewards tiers over here on the side. Or if you want to support the show in a more physical manner, the shirt that I'm actually wearing right here, this one, which has gone viral like two or three times on Twitter. This is Fabelina's art that is for the Battle Azerite Days shirt. It's inspired by the gorillas. You can get it with or without text. Customizable on my Design by Humans shirt, which is linked, of course, down below if you're on Twitch right now or down below in the video description box as well if you wanted to get some Fabelina art. And that just goes, yeah, empty chairs. That's the wrong scene. That's fine. This is the time where they can take a mid-show break. It's okay. But that's all right there, down below. And, of course, if you are missing any past episodes, you can go check out my YouTube channel. That's where everything gets archived and the side content gets posted as well. Just made two recent videos about where are the actual recent uploads down here. So people will always ask me about how to sim your DPS and some resources right now. So we have the how to sim updated post about simulation craft raid bots and the in-game add-on pawn if you're interested in that or of course any of the past shows this is the one you guys are asking about josh josh was on for mythic argus so you can go check josh out over there there's also the other post shows everything's archived on my youtube channel go subscribe over there if you'd like or of course yet again make sure you guys check out
Method also has merch now as well, which apparently a bunch of it sold out. They actually had a tweet the other day that because so much of it sold out, they have to get more of it in. But you can go check out the Method shop just right there at the top of the page for them. And of course, the raiding history and the raid progress is actually this, this resource right here is something really excellent. If you guys want to go back in time on method.gg on their website, they actually have this huge every expansion categorized listing of all of the world first and the progression races. So as this moves forward, of course, and gets updated, we had, you know, all the stuff in Legion as well. This, I actually refer to this quite often to fact check. If you haven't seen this, a whole bunch of the articles that came out, different kill videos, different little controversies that may or may not have come during the raid race. So go check that all out. That's in the raid progress, raid histories tab. These resources are really great on Method's site. So go check that out. And if you want more information, got to give a shout out to Raider.io real quick because they have their coverage and their huge, amazing Mythic Plus leaderboard and the different character leaderboards now that have all the different uh, Azerite traits that are being popular and the different specs and roles that are being really populated in that realm. You can go check out Raider.io as another resource for some great end game information. I think the boys are back. Hello, gentlemen. Are you have returned? Hello. Hello. Yo, yeah. I am back. Hi. I mm. accidentally scene changed when you were gone to all three of the <laughs> the empty method chairs, which is the I should have left the stream as like that because that was mostly what you guys do, right? I certainly do that a lot on my stream. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did it mid progress, uh, mid pool. It's uh, really good. There's there was a question I had, like a side question that was in there somewhere. I'll get up the uh, watch together here, and we can start this, but. Was it interesting to see what the community reaction was to how much time you guys spent just like between polls, just talking and, and working the strat out? Because you weren't just like pull, 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 pull. Everyone got to see the cadence of what your raid is like. Find it the first time, right? I asked my stream that actually. I asked that question to my stream a couple of times. If, if what they saw in terms of the World Force Progress streaming it was what they kind of expected. And mm. um, to be honest, most people said yes, but indeed, that our breaks were a little bit longer than they were expecting. Oh. Um, both, I guess, I'm not sure if that means during the raid itself, because we do sometimes have some long uh, time between pools where we're, we're kind of discussing the, the strategy on voice comms, of course, which the stream wasn't privy to, or if they were referring to the fact that, you know, we take a decent amount of time, I guess you could say, to, to get dinner or in between the raids to, you know, sleep properly. Um, but I think for the most part, people were, uh, yeah, I, it was pretty much what they expected. Okay. So to preface this, we're going to bring up the live kill video here, and you guys can just pause and start and stop and go wherever they want to and just comment and go through the whole video. You guys were at 373.5 eye level of the raid. So just to put to bed all this nonsense that even even still with the new loot system you guys were still basically at the gear curve you are not even 15 below you're only 12 11 and a half eye levels below the content balancing point so that was not too bad it was funny when they the nerfs came in to fed a devour and i was watching the the feeds and whatever when the first kills happen and i was checking wow progresses and i was like hmm it's wonderful when like guilds that are saying it's you know mathematically impossible aren't 370 plus and then once you guys got 370 plus and the proper numbers came in it fell over so 
All right, so I will start this because I have to start the video and then go full screen here. So we can just follow along and watch with this. And then you guys, again, we are on watch together now. So you can control the timeline and take us away. Mm -hmm. You know, bring up any key points. Oh, what a sick intro, man. Yeah, the intro itself is definitely very cool. Um, I actually need to get some volume up in here. I muted it. How? I wonder how they got the... Who got the shot that close to Gahoom without him aggroing? I don't know who, who got that shot. Probably a rogue. <laughs> I yeah, I, I believe it was I believe it was Pleb Central, but I might uh, I might be mistaken. Um, <laughs> our video at the Pleb Central. Okay. Yeah, the boy. Wait, how can, how do I make it full screen? By the way, uh, you touch the cog wheel and then hit the ah. little the little border boxes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay, so everyone's watching this right now at the same pace, right? So yes, we my are. Point. Like if I if I pause it, oh, we can yeah. all talk about your yeah. See, I'm gonna pause. Uh, I'm gonna uh, pause. Pod scheme, thanks for the sub, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's probably another Twitch Prime sub coming in there right now. You can see scores. You can see scores. Sub train is rolling at 407 at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's a bit of a of a detriment to the kill video now because you're taking a lot of footage from your live streams because you couldn't record without all this stuff or do you just not a big deal? Um, well, I mean, we actually tried to make it so that everyone would have their alert play at the same place on the screen. So, oh, like, okay. I think ideally we were trying to make it top left, uh, because we knew indeed that if someone wanted to have their point of view included in our, in our kill videos, then yeah, it would need to be something that was didn't have like alerts or massive sound effects or whatever all of the screen, right? Right. Um, so you shouldn't see any sound effects playing from the alerts. It should just be like a, ideally a top left notification. Yeah. Um, the stream's still playing. The video's still playing for me right now, actually. I see Naga's point of view. Yep. Is that the same case for you guys, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure yep. if you're pausing or not. Okay. Um, so, what, I guess, what would you like us to do? Would you like us to talk, you to talk, us to talk you through the strategy, or what would you like to talk about at this point? You could really just take it away with whatever you like, because if there's different parts of these fights that, are, that you had to, like, fight through, or how ridiculous phase one was, or how many times you had to figure out what you did in phase one to do the double pass-off, with all the different people, I think it, yeah, you can see the uh, the group uh, note on the right side of the screen right here. So just okay, yeah, whatever you like to talk about. Hold on, I pause it. But uh, okay, wait, it's actually harder than expected on full screen. It's actually the first time using this program. Sorry. Um, Who's that handsome man? Okay, so we paused it now. Oh gosh, this <laughs> just in time. <laughs> yeah, just in time. Just in time to get. Uh, on, okay, guys, no, someone, someone unpaused someone un it. Wait, no, it's not playing for me. Yeah, but no, it's uh, when I paused it a second ago, it was Gahoon's uh, face that I saw on screen. Yeah, you can you can uh, pull back the uh, time as well and put it wherever you'd like. You should be able to. Yep. I think in full Not screen, so it's kind of weird. Screen, unfortunately. Yeah, you might have to minimize to go to the regular viewer. Because I have it full screened on right now for the viewers, so. But it should be able to work. Because I have to, okay, I have to control the video, then. Why do you want to control it? So I, have to go I mean, okay, sure. All right, so if I go, wait, when is the fight starting? Hold on. on the right side. There you go. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Okay, so basically, phase one and phase two, in like a less lesser degree, is mainly just stay alive, and just <clears throat> dunk the balls. Because once you dunk three balls, it's over, right? Doesn't matter. Right. So you'll see what we mainly had going on here was. We didn't really assign specific things too much. 
but people naturally started doing the same thing. So, for example, um, you see the, the the big mob is dragged next to two of the the tentacles here. Yep. So people naturally started just because you mainly need to interrupt their cast. So just organically, you, people knew that oh, the first interrupt on this eye is this guy. The second interrupt is this guy and so on and so forth. And people just did the same thing over and over again until we got something going. And if an ad was like casting and no one was interrupting, then we tried to fix that, but while keeping the rest the same. So it was basically this. It looks very messy, but it's, again, just go up, dunk the balls, and meanwhile, just stay alive downstairs, interrupt the ads and kill the, the, the small ads. The big ads, they don't matter because it's pointless to kill them. They just die from the beam. So playing the, the video here, um, obviously you want to get this buff from the, the dark young. So everyone gathers up there and yeah, you just kill the eyes as fast as possible. Cause that's the only thing that can really kill you. Right. Um, yeah. So you can basically see me t position the dark young here to the next spot that the eyes are going to spawn so that it's ready to cast dark bargain on the next set of ads. Um, I can actually see that it's slightly opposition here on the kill video. That's just great. It only hits one of the two acts. <laughs> but the, the plan there was to hit them both. And I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's about the good intentions guys. <laughs> and now we swap, swap to Naga's point of view. And, uh, yeah, you yeah, see he stands as well. Down, the yeah. terrors. Yeah. The terrors can be stunned, can be interrupted. Uh, so. If you see something casting for too long, then someone is uh, not doing what they should do. But yeah, once you've dunked three times the balls, then the phase is over, which is like in 20 seconds from now, max is going to happen. I guess you're probably going to see one of the dunks taking place on street on this kill video. Uh, I would yeah. assume. In phase two, I think. Yeah. Okay. Now just yeah, to make sure so that here, here, just just now, yeah. Wait, wait, trying to pause. Okay, there we go. What? It's not pausing. It's hard pause? to pause and full screen, dude. That's the problem. Now. I paused before oh, you did. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There we go. So once the beam is done, uh, everything dies except for the little gahoonies, right? <laughs> the gahoonies, they don't get stunned. They don't get damaged. Everything else just dies from the beam. They, they also are stunned permanently, so you ignore them. So we all grouped up here. So because all of these small gahoonies, they fixate on someone. So you want to group up, pop the monk circles. I think one of them was slightly late, so people panicked. But yeah, you don't want to get eaten by a Gahuni here, because then you spawn two new ones, right? Like, I don't know how much you want to go into the, the mechanics of the fight. Uh, I just think it's I'm funny. Sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure everyone in chat knows this, because they're all 8 out of 8 Mythic, of right? They're 9 out of 8, Roger. 9 out of 8? Okay. Yeah. No, I think what's so, funny yeah. is that the, 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 the propagation of the, the naming convention of those little squiggly ads, because of Mythic Plus, now they're just called Gahoonies. Mm. Everywhere, yeah. I think at the start we were calling them Goonies, but then it just <laughs> yeah. went to Gahoonies, because it's more funny. That's fair. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you have a lot of time here to finish them up. It's, it's not really a hard phase, right? So you just need to be not too slow and don't waste the contrast. That's literally phase one. Just interrupt, stun, finish off the the Gahoonies in the end, and uh, be ready to DPS the boss. So I here, mean, yeah. No, no, go ahead. It got it got to a point where, um, like Roger was saying, you don't want to waste the battle res in phase one. We were right. saying like we would rather someone just died 
than waste the healing tonic or a health stone in phase one and not have it for the last phase. Um, oh. So it was basically all about getting through phase one without using, you know, anything because it's it should be a very trivial phase. Um, you know, people were, you know, we joked about it, but it was real. You know, I'd rather just die and we wipe the boss than use a healing tonic here and then, you know, not have it later on in the fight. I mean, as I, as I okay. thought, my, my thoughts on this phase, I must say that I, I mean, it's it's nice that they're trying something different. Like the boss is not available at the start for phase one, but uh, I, I would probably rather have the boss in like a DPS check in phase one, something to like keep me more engaged. This was okay, but it really, you could feel like it's kind of pointless, whatever you do, because it's super easy as long as someone doesn't massively screw up, right? Right. So it, it didn't feel like an epic phase one, like a lot of other bosses uh, and bosses do. I don't know if uh, you felt the same, uh, Chris and Sko, but after the first like 50 times we did it, that was like, okay. It, it, we were actually making fun of who is uh, the fastest uh, dunking the balls because we had like a timer going on. That was literally the only excitement in that phase. I want to <laughs> confirm, you have to do the reorigination engine power-up sequence on both sides in tandem though, correct? Mm -hmm. So you can't really like right. race the other side because you have to do it. Yeah, I guess you can get there mm -hmm. and wait, right? You're, are you talking about the teams of two? Yeah, it was the teams of two. Ah, um, okay. They were all racing. Interesting. And then we and then we had even on the big wigs, we had it announcing. I think saying, um, you know, how long it took them. So it would come up saying twelve point five seconds or whatever, and then <laughs> the team would be, right. you know, going yes on TS. Like we we beat our personal it, best or whatever. That's fun. You can see it. Uh, you can see it on the right side of your screen actually right now where we paused. The first group was Acuriel and Deepsades on one side, and Scribe and Jasuit on the other. If you see it on the notes yep. that we have, it's yeah. kind of small, but yeah. So yeah, that, we saw how much time that group did, and then we compared it with group two, and then group three, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, that was uh, a little bit of fun in phase one. But other than that, I wouldn't say it uh, was a super exciting phase. Um, I don't know if anyone wants to add anything and move to phase two. Uh, I mean, I guess it was a good phase for getting used to you handling the orb, right? But when you do 200 plus pulls on the fight, then <laughs> yeah, at that point, you're, you're quite experienced with what's going on. Um, I can imagine there was a lot of just staring at the screen, just waiting for the first minute and a half to just go by. You're just going through the motions. Uh, yes, but at the same time, I think at least the groups that were involved with putting the orb in were relatively, um, you know, they were relatively engaged with the phase. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. There was yeah, a lot that... of movement going around, like basically because the ads spawn at different parts of the room, so you are mo you are moving around a lot, um, which increases that sense of engagement, I think, on encounters in World of Warcraft. It's an interesting one, too. I wanted to make the parallel, because we talked about this when we were doing Argus. Argus actually had a mechanic that you wanted and used death to either reset a phase or the whole raid would wipe and you would, like... You know, we, 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 you finagled that the whole raid resing on one res charge, that kind of stuff. Whereas with this, with Gahoon, you guys were talking about how you don't want to use anything to stay alive in the first phase. It's just only on just you and you want to save healing potion and health stones for the later phase. Very, very mm -hmm. different change of a resource of death in uh, this fight. Yeah, and um, I think a couple of uh, funny things, I guess, in this phase, which did uh, keep it a bit interesting, is right here, when we're all grouped up, 
we had a couple of times someone get hit by a ball, right? I don't know if you ca oh. caught that on stream sometimes, but yeah. And then it becomes a bit of a fiesta, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> where yeah. it's like, oh, what's the balls? What's the balls? And there's just too many uh, balls, right? Two dots. And then it's just over. Uh, so that was one thing. And the other one was a lot of times people would get eaten at this part of the fight from the Gakunis because they were like, especially melee, were trying to DPS and then the the Gakuni would just eat them. And then it was uh, it was a bit of a, a moment in, on uh, the, the voice comms like, oh, come on, bro, you know? They have the same like little channel time they do for Mythic Plus, right? That like that GCD cast time and they eat you. The, wait, what? The GCD? Well, what? like the, it's a cast time, the 1.5 second cast time where they pick a target and they choose and they bite into you. Is that the same thing that they do in Mythic Plus, right? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I actually they... think it's quicker. I think they. Oh, really? Once they get to you, they just jump in you. Yeah. I'm oh, pretty right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. A little more. I think uh... maybe there is a cast time, but it's too late for you to do anything. I don't think you can do it, like a stun them mm -hmm. or something. Then once they start, they've reached you. It's you're getting eaten. Yeah. Okay. Right. So here is the part where uh, DPSers could uh, uh, get a bit higher on the meter by DPSing <laughs> the boss. Okay. Right. Because the boss is healing five percent per uh, per second. Right. Uh, oh. Okay. Uh, but um, I mean, obviously, you can blast the DPS and it will be there, but it doesn't really affect the. The outcome until the red Anyways, zone buff goes away right yeah. right right but i mean people went to set up and and all that of course um you're building resources roger you're building resources exactly exactly building, building up my missing those trinket crocs yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i actually didn't have a trinket scott's croc. not wrong yeah yeah i didn't have a proc trinket yeah just a darkman deck anyways um so here i think this is the most um interesting i guess phase a lot of stuff needs to go properly uh the main thing you will see are the waves which you just saw like there's one right at the start did it i'm trying to catch it yeah because you already have one stack of the blood it happened immediately yeah yeah so trying to get the exact moment right so this wave this is basically the most important mechanic in this fight if you get hit uh, next to other people, you okay? Destroy your keyboard. <laughs> I just dropped. I just dropped something. Uh, okay. the, the hell? <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you you wanna you wanna spread out for this. But the problem is there's other mechanics happening, and this could overlap with them, and then it's a big fiesta because you get two stacks instead of one. You knock right. each other away. It's really bad, especially in phase three, because this stays in phase three. Uh, so we didn't really have a lot of people probably think we had specific assignments where we stand exactly in this phase, but it was kind of general idea. Like again, organically it happened because there's a lot of other movement, other movement happening in this phase. So you just go where you kind of go every time, and then work around from there. Yeah. Uh, didn't. It, that's a thing. Like in this phase, you couldn't really outstrat the mechanics. You just had to play it, and people get used to it. And then once they get used to it, you just uh, naturally progress through the fight with less and less mistakes. 
uh, fewer mistakes. Uh, yeah. I don't know actually how the tanking was here, Esco. I've actually never understood how many st how many stacks you went up to and stuff. I'm actually curious. Yeah, so the boss gains a stack on every melee swing, which increases increases the damage of the next one. So we typically just boss every three stacks. Uh, we used like a sound effect to play to make sure we didn't miss that kind of swap over. Um, sometimes, of course, the tanks are one of the the groups that needs to go up and actually dunk the orb during phase two. So there is an element in this in this fight where one tank has to tank the boss for a prolonged period of time and an add at the same time. Uh, that happens for both tanks at different occasions during the fight. So that's obviously you know a high damage moment where you want to be using your cooldown. Yeah. How many stacks did it actually go up to there? It varied like a lot. Depends how fast, seven. obviously, we were with the orbs, right? Like, um, it could, it could go up as high as let's maybe like 12, 13, I guess. Oof, really? Yeah, it was very high at points. Yeah, so, like, that's the thing. Right, stagger. Be because of the balls and stuff, yes, monks, lol. Because of the balls, uh, the every single person had to go up, right? Because you get a debuff. So, again, you will see the groups on the top right. You see, there's five groups, four people in each group, that's yep. 20 people. So it's everyone had to go up, uh, which complicated a lot of things. Which is why, by the way, we were planning a lot of mages, because from our testing in Heroic, we figured that mages can solo it. So we were like, oh, we just put the mages and that will be a huge bonus to our group. Um, but in the end, it didn't work out because once you get the ball, you're actually fully pacified. You cannot use any abilities. You can just press W, maybe use a pot, like a speed pot. That's it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I guess we'll see the ball dunking soon, hopefully. Or did we see it already? Nope. If I missed it. No, okay. So it's coming up. So you only have five groups. Phase one yeah. takes how many dunks? And then each time... Three. Okay, it's three. Every and time it's three balls for the beam to come. So you yeah, do the reason we have five groups is to manage the, the debuff that you get when you dunk the orb. You get a right. three-minute debuff, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, yeah, three stops you from then dunking it again. Mm -hmm. uh, so once the fifth group was done, then it's group one again, right? Yeah. And we do a total of nine dunks. So basically <laughs> every, every, every group, yeah, because you do three times in phase one and then three times two in phase two. Right. So every group goes twice except for group five. Uh, so there's quite a bit of dunking uh, going on. It, it might seem like, oh, because we don't really show it on the, the video a lot, but a lot of people are up there all the time. Uh, now, apart from that, the other like new mechanic, I guess you can say, is the, the little bursting soils, I think they're called. The red flowers, I call them. Yeah, you, you see one of them right there on the top, yep. like behind Cahoon, one on the right, and then there's one more somewhere. Mm, who knows? Got to do a 360. Oh, there it is. Oh, did you catch it? Hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm circling them with my mouse on screen, yeah. Hold on. Oh my god, it's too fast. It's too fast. <laughs> Wait, are you... Yeah, we can I see don't know if... soak yellow. Yep, we can see the... Right, uh... right. Oh, there you go. Oh, you can actually see it. It's not like... 100% synced. Uh, all right. So, wait, that's weird. Hmm. 
Anyway, what uh, Brian's saying is yeah, that these, yeah. blood, these blood balls could spawn almost anywhere in the room. And to be honest, to begin with, until there's a change that they could also spawn under the boss model, which basically made, meant they were invisible. <laughs> and we had this, this, oh, this issue, of course, where we're trying to locate and assign these blood balls to people as soon as possible. And if you're not able to locate them quickly, um, because they can spawn so far away from each other, you know, in, in locations where they can sometimes be almost on top of each other, yeah, um, then yeah, it's, it becomes a big problem. So soaking these, though, is what? This is the extra mythic mechanic next to the fact that Gahunis spawn when you kill ads. Yeah. But what? Are, so what do these do? Correct. So you need to soak these. You get a stack a debuff that lasts 30 seconds. If you soak a blood barrel while you already have that debuff, then you get mind controlled and you must be killed. So yeah, if you, you, if you have get two to stacks, allocate. Basically. Yeah, basically, if you get two stacks, you get mind controlled. So you have to obviously allocate who's, who's soaking these blood barrels at different points in the fight so that you avoid anyone getting mind controlled. Right. And so yeah, it's very you... problematic when two are spawning quite close to one another because then obviously yeah. to avoid getting mind controlled, the player needs to be standing, you know, almost on top of the blood boil to avoid you know it spraying on someone else, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it goes on the two closest uh, people that are next to it when it explodes. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned it. Oh, and it's it, two uh... people. Wow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's two people that we had like set up some weak auras that they get notified when it's their turn to soak, then we would mark those three spawns with the different uh, world marker, like yellow. And you see here exactly, it says soak yellow. You go yeah. there, you soak it, that's it. Um, but yeah, they, they could spawn literally everywhere. Uh, sometimes all three of them would spawn like five yards uh, next to each other in the back right corner of the room. And it's <laughs> like, everyone has to run there, I guess. Because uh, it's just, uh, it, it really frustrated uh, <laughs> me, at least, this mechanic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they did fix at least that it can't spawn under the boss because the boss is so big, you actually couldn't see at all. The, the thing was just invisible. You had to move the boss to see it. Uh, it was really bad at the start. Um, yeah, that's the mythic mechanic. It's also there in phase three. In phase three, it's actually a bit easier. In phase two, we had the most problems with it because... Four people are constantly upstairs, and uh, that yeah. means that there's four less soakers, right? So we had to set it up so that those people are not considered in the soaking rotation. And it was a pain to get through all the assignments. So you have assignments for the, the upstairs and the downstairs, and you have to keep in mind that you need to reset your stacks at the blood feast, which is the last mechanic of this phase. Uh, so I'm, I'm resuming the video. Definitely not a Xavius fight. Yeah, definitely not as Avius. Uh, so the, here, I think. Wait, are we dunking here? Are we stunning the? Yeah, here we go. So here you stun him. The boss does nothing. The ads do nothing. Uh, these big ads come from the blood fist. It's similar to heroic. I guess I don't need to explain it too much. Uh, but they also spawn gahunis. So there you go. The gahunis again. They don't die from the beam. So we tried to push them, knock them uh, as uh, much as we could inside the boss, so we can cleave off of there. Uh, here we see Narcolis going up already, the best healer in the world. Uh, because as soon as the, that phase is over... Wait, wait go back a second. Response. Oh, go back a second. I just saw him take both his hands off his keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That can't be right. I mean, was he auto-walking up? Watching, keep watching. Uh, yeah, when he walks wait, up, wait, he, he, he just passed like all walking, just like. <laughs> wait, wait. Check, 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 oh, oh! Did you not know this? Is this is new for you? Wait a second. 
Watch his hands. Wait, wait, that's <laughs> both hands? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> he just like saw his t-shirt and then he's like back to the game. Yeah. Wait, wait, I think maybe maybe that clip in between, yeah? Maybe I, I think he, he he asked Pleb to like hide that part with the, the little clip in between, yeah? Oh, but... gosh. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, he's in or maybe he's defending just, himself. I auto-run, yeah. He, he, he's just that good, yeah. He doesn't need to use his hands. But yeah, so here you'll see the dunking, I guess. So, uh, oh, and as you saw, as soon as the, the beam is over, we're, we had a timer when the new one spawned, so people are there instantly. Yeah, I'm I actually dunking at the same time. Like, I'm opposite side. Me and uh, Red Tulis were in the same group. So here you see you pick up the orb, click the first gateway, then move like a little bit, throw the ball, and then the next guy you can see here on the left, there's another gateway that takes you all the way to the end, right? So that trivializes the whole thing. Uh, there's also a mythic mechanic, which I think a lot of people don't even know about. Uh, wait, let me go slightly behind. Okay, so here, for example, I don't know if uh, it changed for you because earlier it wasn't like perfectly synced, got me a bit confused. But the purple things, do you see them? Like in between the the boils, you see some purple moving thing? Yeah, right over here. Oh, I right. can see it for a moment. Yeah, on the side of the screen, it came from the left side, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much this plays. Yeah, you can see it on the left. Anyways, these things, it didn't really make an impact. I don't know why they added this, but basically it roots you if they hit you. Oh. It doesn't really matter because we stick to the right side and they never go out like to the uh, to the outside uh, of uh, either far right or far left so i don't know i think a lot of people didn't even know this uh what's going on that we're watching the stream uh but yeah that's basically the fight i mean keep playing it it's a repeat now like we did the first uh, beam yep. and now it's a rinse and repeat and uh, the boss will go to 20 percent after the second beam and we're going to phase three and here we see the dunk again so we go. Well, Similar just the, thing. Just the pass off. I don't know if we got an actual full dunk yet. Yeah, right. I don't know if if uh... we could see the uh, the little purple orbs that time. Oh, there's there's the boy. This is oh, yeah, something and... cool. You can see that every class has different ways of getting up to that ramp fast. You're going to see Logok here using wild charge to get up to uh, Totem from one of the monks. So, like, a lot of, like I said, a lot of different classes have different ways of getting up fast to the ledge to collect the orb. For example, monks can obviously use transcendence. Um, but we had a lot of people assigned that had these little uh, tricks they could use. Yeah, that's really neat. So this obviously allows us to maximize DPS. Right, and here actually, you see that we stunned the ad. This is the, a crucial moment that a lot of people don't know. The timers of the boss were not like fully accurate. So they, they sometimes he would delay a certain ability. So mm -hmm. here at the very end of phase two, we got the blood fist. So everyone cleared their stacks and we got the big ad, but we did not get the bursting boils during this, which happened most of the trials actually. So, or like at least there was some kind of overlap. So here we could actually clear all of the stacks from the raid, I think, is there anyone that has stacks? You can see in the raid frames, I don't think so, at least. Which is big for the last phase. Uh, so this There's is, a this was a, right like, debuff, you can even yeah. hear, you can even hear Scribe saying, this will be big if we get it right now. And then we get the stun. Well, this is 
and it's it's like a perfect transition basically everyone is full hp no debuffs well that's yeah, well. you can see noga me and uh, i think logo cup sucks because we're we're dunking the last door right so we yeah, right right two, so two. there's no it's way for you four people yeah. Yeah. but normally you would have some people uh searching the bursting boils and most likely not being able to reset there like this was one of our cleanest uh transitions ever it was uh quite good so here we have the intermission i mean chris you take it away bro the intermission uh so at this point you can't damage the boss but you just want to live so people were using bandages um just focusing on staying alive right now for this point it was actually kind of nice for bandages to be relevant um but yeah it's just a little bit of time where you need to just stay alive it's like uh black hand where it uh rocks are falling down on your position and like you need to move around and keep moving yeah um but it's pretty i mean it's not really that important you just need to stay alive use everything to stay alive and then it's calm once you actually enter the last phase you can take it you know you can relax for a second um no one's really dying from healer point of view at that point well, saying um, that, I just saw Roger Brown and Muir's drop to a very low HP there, and we'd uh, rally and cry active as well, yeah? Yeah, that, I mean, that's the intermission, yeah? The intermission is scary, and then once the intermission ends and the last rock falls, there's a, you know, there's a moment of, okay, we've made it past that point, everyone survived. Yeah. So the rocks uh, actually, take a breath. We, the rocks, the rocks hurt, hurt a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And heroic we nothing, so... So the, the cool thing, though, is that, oh, my God, I just pressed. I thought it would go back five seconds. <laughs> there you go. It went all the way to the end. <laughs> okay, so the <laughs> thing is, uh, so you the, the first, there's three rocks that fall. The first one spawns on players. So we spawned it right here. I'm, I'm hoping it's synced up with you. Yeah. Uh, then you could either click the gateway here or just run. So here, some people click the gateway, some people just run. You wait for the second one to spawn, which also spawns on players. There we have it. And now the third one, always we figured it spawns always in the middle. So after this second one spawned, you just go away from it, and then you kind of want to get in position to DPS the boss. It doesn't matter where you bait it, right? So here's where we bandits usually, and we get into the phase. Now, for this last phase, why I'm saying that getting position is because DPS is so important. And we had assignments, actually, in this phase we did, where people would stand. So we made like a, a small picture and we had five groups, like one south, one uh, northeast, northwest, and uh, southeast, southwest, kind of, uh, with one healer in each group. And uh, you needed to have a good spread around the boss because, as you'll see, you do still need to soak the bursting boils. So you can't have like one corner where there's nobody. Right. Otherwise, uh, you can't soak them properly. Um, yeah, in this phase, I mean, it's similar to, to Heroic, right? Like, there's nothing really different in, than Heroic. The waves come faster, and there is bursting boils. That's pretty much it. You still have the fear, you need to turn around. Um, yeah, apart from soaking the bursting boils and being careful not to give each other stacks, because at some point it just becomes unhealable. Right. Th that's it, yeah. Oh, and one person every, like, 30 seconds gets the, the balls, which I didn't understand. Like, did you did you guys think, like, wow, this kind of makes sense? Like, because it didn't make any sense to me. It felt a bit random, to be honest. Like, you see here on the left, someone just pooped a little bit. That's it. I don't know. 
It's actually in a phase weird one, mechanic too. You can put your yeah. face if you actually stand in a wall, it only spawns two orbs. Yeah. Yeah. Little things like that are always like. Oh, hey. actually, now that you mentioned the wall, something cool that I don't know if uh, I need to go back because it's not on my side. Okay, here, here. Oh, damn. Wait, turn around, Noga. <laughs> the boss is over nah. there, though. He's not gonna turn around. Damn. Damn. Okay, here you see the lightning on the top, like the middle top. You see like a little lightning spark. Yeah, that's from the the origination engine or whatever. Yeah. Right. So we actually didn't. We had the first couple of tries in this phase. Oh, no. Because you want to spread out, yeah. and there were people that were standing in that, and it actually damages you quite a bit if you stand next to it. Right. I don't know why it's there, but <laughs> I think a scribe actually died to it a couple of times, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that's another like kind of random thing in this phase. Yeah, it's in heroic as well. It just doesn't do enough damage. It's just like the origination engine is just online, so it's just yeah. yeah. You see the lightning right there. Yeah, can't get too close. Yeah, it's like almost hitting him here. I think it's to deter you from putting your face into a wall with the debuff and not spawning as many orbs, but. Mm-hmm. And and here you see the two on the left. There's two bursting boils, and they both spawned on south. And south just before had another one. So here we just you, you we would just call out, yo, help south, help south, and then a couple of people just uh, came around and uh, helped. So in this phase, it's basically you play the game. You kind of if you know what's coming up, you just are ready for it, and right. that's it. There's no like secret anything. Generally, the boss didn't require too much of like sick strats. Right? It was just assigning where people stand, what they soak, and then just play the game. And especially in phase three. Like you just played the game, don't die, and DPS, max DPS. That's uh, the gist of it. Yeah, and uh, Kuhun is one of those bosses that actually has a ton of HP. Um, because obviously the weakened phases let you get through that HP in the phase two. Yeah. And so we had this issue where, well, not an issue, but we had this more people, the boss is obviously very low percentage wise, where people started, you know, screaming, it's, it's a killer, you know, blah, blah. <laughs> but then, of course, the boss still has a ton of HP, like actual HP. Um, so, yeah, we had to stay focused through all that uh, excitement and hype as well, which was uh, fun. It's this moment right here. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone yeah. started yelling already. And then look the how long is... it actually takes. Yeah, like the thing is, as well, we were, uh, four of our players were playing from the Red Bull Gaming Sphere, and people all around about us were, you know, already screaming, like hyping, like jumping up and down. But the boss still had, like, you know, the last one percent of his HP, and I was just <laughs> trying to stay as focused as possible. And then, yeah, finally brought him down. Yeah, and it was funny actually because in the end we had, I think, two combat dresses ready, so people started yelling, "Res!" Kill! Yeah. Rest! Yeah. Kill! Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone got rest. I think Josh yeah, no one got rest. Well, you, I think Nova was yelling for a res, but he didn't go. Because you have two warlock reses, and those are both cast times. So no one did it. I like yeah. this edit. This is cool. Who, who, who edits your videos? Give a shout out. Because this is I like that they captured all of your cameras from the, uh, the stream team. Uh, we have a few video editors, um, mainly Skyline and Pleb Central, however. Um, so shout out to, to the video editing team. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, for sure. I like this. I like this video. They did a very cool introduction for the Mythrax um, Mythic video as well on the Meta Channel. If you want to check, oh. if anyone wants to check that out another time. 
Yeah, I like the, the synced reactions are really neat. That was cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Because you guys had, because when I, when I got, when I tuned in a wipe before this, this is when you guys had like the 1.8% wipe. And I was like, 1.8%? That's still a lot of HP, I'm sure. Right. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying in regards to the, everyone was cheering and hyping already, thinking the boss was dead at that point. But really, it's actually a ton of actual HP you still need to go through. Yep. Um, which is why as well, like the low percentage tries that people were reporting, of course, was a little bit like, you know, we had like 4% try. That's still a quite a far way away from killing the actual boss, right? Yeah. Everyone thinks it was so close. Um, which maybe that's one of the mistakes that obviously Limit made is that they thought it would, they were maybe a little bit closer than they actually were in reality, potentially. Right. Um, yeah. No, it was awesome though. Well, that, that, that always brings me back to like eye level discussion because that's what we're talking about and why I'm, I'm bumping up next week's show to sit down with the limit guys and talk to them about their perception of this and their, their perspective and their side and their back and forth is that you guys, oh, I brought up with this, with the eye level thing, you guys had three, seven, three point five, and I may double check limits eye level when they got Cahoon it was three, seven, one point nine. Hmm. It's actually quite a bit of numbers difference. That's actually pretty incredible. So right, they had people always compare and contrast the different group compositions because they had five and, warlocks and three arms warriors. Like they had different comps than you guys did, but that'll be fun to compare and contrast for sure. I think they definitely had a way better comp throughout the raid as well, starting with the, the mass warlocks. But also, yeah, the warriors executing... Yeah, uh, we're pretty good for the last phase. I don't know how good it is to have so many in the previous phases, but I mean, definitely the last phase is the hardest. So they definitely had a really good comp. And I think our eye level, I don't know when, how it tracks our, the, the average eye level. Uh, I don't know if it uh, got Retolis' healing gear because that was significantly lower. Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't know. Let me see. Yeah, but if Zips was in as well, mm -hmm. like, the boss would probably be it was definitely like a gear thing uh so if limit had a couple more extra levels they uh, it, yeah. it just makes everything so simple right like, yeah. put it this way we i i we knew on wednesday that this was going to die on that that day it wasn't really a case of you know that we we weren't going to be able to kill it we yeah. had all the mechanics down it was simply just the, the extra gear was going to make the difference i mean i personally on my monk i went up nine item levels from from tuesday to wednesday so it was <laughs> it was huge. Yeah. Yeah, I went up one eye level. So Yeah, same. Really <laughs> At least the tanks are getting good. It's okay. Yeah. <sighs> yeah Honestly, no. I feel the difference between playing Gahoon on Tuesday night and then playing it on Wednesday. It felt night and day for me personally. Oh, um, it's the Vantus as well, yeah. Yeah, the Vantus as well came into account. Like Tuesday, it felt like a you know a, a, a struggle of survival every single pool we did. Yeah. Like you actually had to be awake and play. Wednesday, it felt like a farm boss, honestly, um, with the Vantus Ruin and the extra the extra gear from the reset. Like uh, gear is just it's it's just such a huge thing when it comes to progress rating. So that's what I was trying to yeah. keep keep in mind that we had Red release, which I'm sure Chris has a couple of words for that situation <laughs> with the healing. But um, <laughs> we had Red release switch the healer, which he didn't heal that boss at all, and we brought in a, a different DPSer to cover the the twentieth spot, which had was the, the easiest world first for him ever, right? He just came in, 10 pulls, boom, world first. <laughs> um, didn't, didn't progress anything, like, uh, 
coming in for the loots, you know. Terrible. Was swag. Um, but yeah, so that's what I mean, though. Uh, it was a bit inconsistent when we got back there. But if we had our proper setup from Tuesday, you would really see the difference instantly. Like, it wouldn't even have taken us, I think. ten. How many tries did it take us on Wednesday? Like, probably would have died within two, three pulls. Yeah. So you, you can see how much gear affects uh, that boss, yeah. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. I don't know. I don't know if you saw anything in chat that you want to uh, bring up here real quick because we're definitely at time. So if chat has any questions that we can toss over to the method guys real quick, if you had any curiosities of anything in particular, <laughs> confirmed method carried a person to world first. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, no, it wasn't carried. Yeah, it's just that. Yeah. When you get into a, a fight that you haven't played before. You're obviously not gonna do as good as uh, a player who's done 250 pulls on it, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a jokey question about shamans, but you didn't have anyone actually feared during, because shamans can obviously be that safety net because of tremor totem. But you didn't have any shaman, so no yeah. one actually got feared, right? No one gets the. the not on the hammer. kill, I don't think. Oh, okay. I mean, if you got feared, you probably wouldn't be a kill, I guess. Well, we did have a few people getting feared uh, in the in the early tries, at least. Uh, it was also the case that uh, we had a weak aura for the cast, but it actually the the cast was let's say a bit faster. Mm -hmm. So if you try to min max and you're like, can I squeeze this GCD in, uh, and then do a quick 180, and then some people got feared with that. So in the end, I think everyone was playing it super safe. Like I was turning. And staying turned for like a good two seconds and then turning back because I didn't want to get feared. Yeah, especially with the extra gear. You didn't need to max it uh, so much. It's better just to not, you know, get feared. That's actually a pretty good question right there. I'm sifting through what you guys are putting through here because I can only ask certain ones, I suppose. Uh, do you have any, like an MVP shout out to someone in, uh, in Method that you want to give some high praise to this tier? Because I know Scott opened up with, you know, Shutting out the whole guild, but you never know. I mean, I, I, a big shout out, of course, to everyone working behind the scenes on the event itself, right? Like making sure everything was uh, was able to be pulled off. It was something that we did quite short notice, to be honest. I mean, although we had obviously preliminary discussions about doing this from a long, long time, even as far back as years ago, and obviously more in more recent months, getting the actual event together and organizing everything um and getting the sign off for everything it kind of was a, a case of squeezing everything into like the last couple of weeks before the actual tier and of course you know that was a very busy time with bfa launch uh the heroic grades and and whatnot so a big shout out to to the, the meth staff that were working behind the scenes on on getting this event off the ground big shout out of course to zerops as well from the guild one of the officers who was very involved in in managing things from the guild side um on, on that front um, and I've, I mean, I mentioned at the start of this at the start of this this podcast as well that a big just a big shout out to the guild itself, all our partners that were that were on board with this, and uh, yeah, it was just it was just such an epic epic event that I was uh, thrilled to be a part of, and want to thank the community for supporting it the way that they did and being so positive about it. And yeah, like I said, it'll be something that I will not forget uh, for my time playing World of Warcraft. It was uh, truly a good time. Yeah. 
It was super awesome. One of the questions was how uh, did the subtrain feel, but that's obviously a little subjective. <laughs> uh, that was surreal, to be honest. Like for sure. Like um, when we were when we were getting the, I had my obviously my st my stream chat open on my, another monitor, and um, I could just see the stream chat like a, a, almost like a machine gun. It was like moving yeah. so quick with that with a thing that was like 167,000 viewers in the stream. Um, and then the chat moving from obviously chat messages to just all, all, like walls of Twitch Prime subs and sub gifts and, and everything else. It was it was a crazy celebration on the stream for sure. Um, definitely very overwhelming. Um, yeah, like, it's it's probably the most epic celebration that I've ever experienced, obviously, in my time playing WoW and, and of course, being a streamer. It's not a sub train that I guess we'll, we will ever have again. It's probably going to be an all-time high. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a pretty special moment. That's awesome. Chris, what you got? You got anything you want to closing thoughts with and everything went with you guys? What MVP or just in general? Or any questions from chat? Uh, let's see chat. What do you got for me? Uh, what do you to... think about Josh leaving method to join the role players? Um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a great question. I think uh... that Josh's follow is hurt. Which Here's method raider would win a 100-meter foot race? I mean, obviously me. Look at my incredible physique. <laughs> um, yeah, Kana the caster. I didn't actually get to see much of it myself, but I heard Kana did an amazing job. I mean, obviously, when you're playing, we can really see it, but uh, I think Kana probably deserves some props for his casting. I heard really good things about that. Yeah, I agree. On that point, indeed, the casters definitely did a good job there, Kana especially from the guild. Yeah, it's, it's a little sad, actually, that we, because we were playing all the time, we didn't really see what was going on on, you know, the method stream or other yeah. streams. Or, well, like, actually, almost... I, I mean, I did because it was in the same room. So <laughs> no, I could hear, that's another thing, actually, playing in that room, able to, I could hear everything they were saying because it, it was literally happening five meters away from my desk. Yeah. So I could hear the, what the commentators were saying, and especially, like, as they were starting to hype up around the kills and stuff, like, yeah, I was definitely feeling that energy. Huh. I was also there when, you know, every now and then Jinji would die and he would, like, slam the table. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a, a hats off to Naga for the dungeon tools at all. Maybe even talked about that on the show. That's something you guys put together as well, which is, I suppose, I mean, I keep getting asked about it. I haven't used it yet, but awesome little tool that you guys have been checked out yet. Uh, the method dungeon tools, yeah, from Mythic, yeah. from Mythic Plus. Mythic Plus, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Naga spent an insane amount of time developing that add-on, and I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people who have used it have, have, have you know, praised it greatly. Um, should definitely help you plan out your Mythic Dun Mythic Plus dungeons, and obviously, the Mythic Plus is a huge part of the game now. So, if you're in interested in that, then make sure you check it out the method dungeon tools. You can get it. There is a there is a link to it on the method website, and you can also support Naga um, from from that link. What else you got, Raj? You want to um, ending closing only, thoughts? Right. I want to shout out uh, to Scribe and uh, Deep Shades, my fellow marking buddies on Gahoon, marking those <laughs> bursting boils. Great times. Uh, <laughs> trying to synergize between us. Um, I don't know. Cl closing thoughts. I mean, I guess I don't know if you if you're aware, but um, I'm I'm gonna probably be missing the next two progress raids so oh gosh 
we might uh, not see each other for a, a bit, uh, but I'm going to BlizzCon first, so that will be a good um, good uh, ending uh, for the year for me. And then um, hopefully I'll be back for the end of the expansion and uh, find method at the World Thirst or get them there if they, they manage to drop down. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely I'm... very excited. Uh oh. What? Sure. Sorry. Your mic Wait, cut I... out there. Yeah. You cut out. Yeah. Uh, my 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 mic cut out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Moment. No, I was saying I'm definitely very excited for BlizzCon this year. It's going to be fun to hang out with uh, Roger again. And yep. Yeah. I think we first met in uh, in IRL back in like 2010. Was it 10? Uh, I think it was 2010. Was it? I don't know. I, mean... I think it was 2010. We've met a few times since then, but I think it's been a while since we've had an IRL meet, so yeah, we will definitely uh, have to take advantage of that. So anyone <laughs> going to the shots on the cards, I think. Yeah. yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, they'll definitely be there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to BlizzCon. Should be some good times, and uh, I'm excited to see how the next uh, progression will go with streaming and everything, and how yeah, uh, if it will grow and how much it will grow. It's actually really exciting times. And, uh, yeah, future uh, looks uh, quite nice for uh, World of Warcraft, in terms of rating, at least. It definitely so. does. I think you should, uh, based off the little chat comment there, um, there have been a couple of back-and-forth little wagers that happen in other esports games that go between, like, the top teams. That, like, if we win, then you have to do this, or, you know, if you win, I'll do this, or whatever. Do you ever think you're going to do something like that with the other top guilds? Like, the March one is funny, because that would be interesting to see. If, like, if Limit takes it, all the Method guys have to wear Limit merch at, like, an event or on a stream or I something. I mean, like. I was so certain the Limit <laughs> were going to get the kill on... Yeah. Wait, yeah, you're cutting out again. Okay, sorry, am I cutting out again? It's, yeah, it's yeah. on voice activation right now, so I'm not sure why it's cutting out. Right. My should be right it, next to my mouth. I think it might be um, But... What I'm saying is um, I was so confident that Limit were going to kill the boss on Tuesday night when we stopped that I said that if they didn't, I would wear some Limit merch at some point during the BlizzCon trip. So yeah. I will need to indeed get myself a Limit t-shirt. Apparently, <laughs> nice. I think they just came out with a new one recently that also includes the American flag on it. So that's going to be, uh, <laughs> that'll probably be the one that I go for. Oh, I like that. I'll have to get a selfie with you with that one at BlizzCon. That'll be good. I'll get it confirmed next week because I'm sitting out with the Limit guys, but... Is there anything else that you anyone wants to to shout or sign off with? Because I think we're we're good to go. Chris, are you set? Chat kept saying you weren't talking enough, but I mean you're just here to look good, right? Yeah, I mean I'm the you know what you call it, the not muscle, but the <laughs> I, I can't think of the right word, but I'm the, I'm there for the eyes. <laughs> I mean I'm a tree I'm a tree for all the senses. Uh, Wait, eye candy, dude. Eye candy. Yeah, eye candy. That's the word. All right, then. Well, I'm going to hit this button that I haven't hit in a long time. And say, of course, thank you, everyone, to tuning into the show today. Of course, I said before, Limit is coming up next week. Next Sunday, we have a Limit Spotlight interview about the World Second and their decisions and how they feel about BFA, of course. And then we have most likely a Mythic Plus little junket with some of the big heavy hitters in the Mythic Plus scene. And then we'll have the pre-BlizzCon special. More details on that show soon. But going back around the corner here, we have Chris, the eye candy of the show today. You can go follow him on his Twitch channel. It's uh, X, Chris Potter TV X. 
Classy. I must say, I must say, by the way, that that X at the start of his name throws me off every single time. I like I will often try and like tag Chris on something on Twitter, for example, and my natural instinct, of course, is to look for at C and expect sure. his name to come up. But well, then I, I obviously have to put at X, and it's not you know Chris's name comes up alongside several other yeah. uh, X. <laughs> well, those other account people, um... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get that turned into like Method Chris or something like that? Or get the axes taken off of there? Yeah, but... I, I think it's got to happen. I want to know who took Chris Potter TV. I mean, who's who is that? Yeah, I had to have the axes on, so. Fair enough, yeah. sir. But thank you for, for joining us again. Thank you for having me. The show today. And there is Roger, a little bittersweet. I didn't know that until the very end of the show that he might not be able to back on depending on everything. So <sighs> enjoy your, your service. Yeah. Thank you, mate. I appreciate the, all the sentiments, but uh, don't worry, you know, I'll still uh, try to keep in touch and uh, uh, we'll see. I mean, it depends a bit on the timing of the, the, the releases. I'm hoping at BlizzCon they will uh, announce a few things uh, yeah. of their time schedule with the raids. But yeah, it was great being uh, back here and uh, hope uh, everyone enjoyed the streaming of Progression. Looking forward to the next one, of course, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Always a pleasure, sir. And again, that's at Roger Brown on Twitch and Method Roger on Twitter. And there's Scott. No, no X's. Like, no X's. No X's. <laughs> no. Yeah, no X's. And Sco is just Sco. S-C-O. He doesn't, you know, just drops off the T's. But thank you very much, sir. Again, always sporting the big forehead like me on the show today. I appreciate that. <laughs> is that how you're ending this? Yeah. Is that how you chose to end the show? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, all I can say is, guys, this is the last time I'm coming on the show. <laughs> 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 nah, thanks for having us. Um, yeah. Appreciate taking the time to uh, to chat about things with you. And uh, yeah, until next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, guys. I appreciate it, everyone. Chat, thank you very much for watching. I will see you all here next week with the Limit Show and more to come from there. One, see you on the social medias. And if you missed it, of course, this will be on YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now, hello. Hit that subscribe button. I didn't say it like every five minutes you're supposed to now. Oh, well, it happens. But until next week, everybody. <gasps> bye, bye, bye. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, wait, I got to change the screen regions. There we go. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Good, good. <laughs>